0: Hello, and welcome to Commonwealth Street, Michelle Gia's independent research podcast, exploring the complexities and the possible futures for the Detroit education system. You are listening to Episode 3, A Reflection on Grace Lee Boggs. I feel so sorry for people who are not living in Detroit. Last night, I sat down at my friend Tina's recommendation, thank you Tina, to watch the wonderful documentary on Grace Lee Boggs, American Revolutionary, and you just heard a little snippet from the trailer. I think I expected to be surprised by this film to be smashed with some kind of revelation, but I wasn't. Instead, the film was quietly transformative in a way that felt familiar, but also uncanny. It was like the difference between being argued down in a lecture hall where a professor or a colleague makes rational arguments to prove that you're wrong and the feeling of growing older or quietly coming to see things in a new way. Grace, despite, of course, also being depicted as the classic argumentative, militant leftist, left me with a sense of ease and faith, of grace in a secular sense, where salvation can be achieved, but only on this earth, in these systems, with these people. It's merely our job to figure out how. My favorite scene in the entire film happens about halfway through, when Grace is called upon on national television to comment on the inauguration of Barack Obama. The two presenters on the screen, who are connecting to her via landline, seem expectant, heady with the significance of the moment. It's clear they want her to emit some noise of triumph. Instead, she simply says that it's customary in these moments to turn towards a savior figure, and that instead, we have to remember that we are the leaders we're looking for. The film cuts back to the commentators, now both disgruntled. (laughs) Josh and I laughed when we saw that, recognizing the special kind of frustration that arises when you don't allow your interlocutor to get away with easy answers, with relief. When you, in fact, hold them accountable to their own greatness, even if in the moment they're a little bamboozled as to why you don't respect their own sense of smallness. But I'm just a little cog in the system, what can I do? To that, Gracely Bog says, Balderdash, and hands you a hoe, a spade, a packet of seeds. It's difficult to make excuses when the work is before you, and you know that if you don't do it, no leader will do it for you. Lately, I've been in a few situations, in life as well as work, in which entrenched systems of power are holding things back. There are educational systems in which the old guard leader, perhaps the founder of a department or school, is holding on to the power he's always been used to, and those around him are afraid to bring up new ideas, afraid to lose their standing or what small advantage they have been able to curry in a system that's, that's stacked against them. Say the experience overall of an educational program is shitty. Students are saying this, you know it, and yet you also know that this feedback will likely put the leadership on the defensive rather than motivate them to implement the changes that would address the shittiness. Maybe that's hiring other folks or putting other people in power or having these exact leaders right now take a back seat. Encountering these small systems, I felt rather stuck myself. Is it better to be completely honest, strategyless, as it were, and appeal to the humanity and reason within those with power, as well as my own ability to appear unthreatening? So basically just say it as it is. Or is it better to be surreptitious and well-timed, to think of optics and where the money is and how best to make a point that they'd rather not hear? Or is all of this misguided? Should I be off building my own gardens someplace, hoping their beauty will sway those in power to themselves change their tunes? what Grace would say is that we ought to build the systems we need, instead of trying to appeal to those in power to change for us. In what way is the program shitty? Can we create internally the experience that we need and want? Perhaps the very construct of needing to ask others to change is itself the issue. Or as Grace Lee Boggs said, and I'm paraphrasing here, I don't think the black person in America is trying to become equal to whites. Rather, they're trying to become equal to a vision they have for themselves. Both Jay and I, after watching this documentary, had a series of strange revelations. They didn't obey any logic. They concerned what we wanted to do with our careers, who we wanted to learn from, who we wanted to be. I think now I see that what happened was that Grace had helped us remember that We do have an internal ambition that we are trying to be equal to, an ambition that has nothing to do with external measures of success. We don't need to wait for permission to begin that transformation. If we wait, they've won.